0: You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Atlanta Realtor Rundown. Uh, Today, super excited for this episode. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of agents, especially get into the business think that they're just going to sell houses for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And we are here to debunk that myth, (laughs) that there's a lot of other things you can do in real estate. And uh, our guest today is a prime example of that. Uh, So uh, real quick, let's introduce you to Avery McMahon. Please tell us, Avery, a little bit about you, who you are, who you kind of started with, where you are now, um, kind of the you know, the progression of your career, more or less, in real
0: estate. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Um, so, Avery McMahon, I am a managing broker for a real estate um, office in Midtown or kind of in-town area. But I have been in the business six years now. I actually, as I was walking through the doors today at the Atlanta Realtor Center, I realized that six years ago, <laughs> basically today, if oh, wow. not next week, is when mm. I signed up for the pre-license course and took the class here, which is crazy, nice. six years ago. Um, and my journey has been a quick one to becoming a broker, and um, we can talk more about kind of what those steps look like, but started selling, quickly said to myself, I want some type of leadership role, don't know what that looks like, probably looks like becoming a broker, um, and it happened so much quicker than I thought it would. But I'm so proud to be here. I've been managing the office I'm at now for three years. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Very Well, congratulations, first of all. Six Thank years you. Is, I mean, most don't make it past their first year, yeah. much less to five, <laughs> regardless of role. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. Like when you first got in, especially, because I'm always interested, not just in the journey, but when you first got in, did you ever know that there were other leadership opportunities. Did you realize that could be a thing for you or much less anyone else?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> <Respect>. <laughs> I signed up for the real estate course because my dad said, you need to get into sales. And I didn't want to sell anything other than homes. So I thought I can sell some homes. So I'll give this a shot. I was probably the youngest, if not very close to the youngest one taking that course. Many of the people in there had bought or sold their own homes before I remembered my parents doing it (laughs) and never done it myself. Um, But I've always had some type of leadership role, right? So I was a cheerleader, cheer captain, joined a sorority, was sorority president. So that has always been something that I don't feel like I've necessarily seeked out. It's kind of found me. Um, But I started selling and really liked it. But was watching my broker at the time thinking i think maybe that's something i want to do at some point i mm. um, and mentioned it to my broker and she was like all right well let's let's see what that looks like yeah um and here i am now
1: i love it <laughs> i love it so once you were then you know kind of seeing the other opportunities mm-hmm. how long did it take you to go from from one role to another was there a, an overlap there was it a pretty quick stop and start or walk us through that a little bit.
0: Yeah, there was an overlap. So for those of you that don't know, um, you cannot sit for your broker's course until you've had your salesperson's license for three years. Um, But I would say it was about 18 months in, I started kind of seeking out that opportunity. So my broker at the time said, well, let's just kind of see if you like it, right? A lot of what you do when you are a broker is you train, you mentor, um, you answer contract questions so she said let's have you start teaching some classes for the office and see what you think about it and i loved it i really i liked showing homes i liked i'm um, walking clients through the process but there was something about being up uh, teaching my peers how to do things and how to do stuff the best way possible and i really am big on explaining the why so just going into those details i even had um colleagues come to me and say were you a teacher before this because they were like you're really good at this i said no i wasn't nor have i ever even thought about becoming a teacher but i really enjoy this so that's how kind of the opportunity started and then my company had a position open to be an assistant manager so i interviewed for that got that opportunity and then next thing i knew they were saying hey do you want to come run your own office um, and it happened a lot quicker than it did for me than most. Like I said, you have to wait three years to even sit for the course. Um, but a lot of people sell for a lot longer. I just knew pretty early on that was the path I wanted to take.
1: Yeah. So what's the uh, two questions here, two-part questions. So <laughs> first is what's the biggest similarity between being a salesperson and a broker? And then the second one is what's the biggest difference? So what's exactly the same? Or, or what's the most similar thing that you do on a daily basis now as a broker that you did as a salesperson?
0: That's a great question. I would say training, right? When you're a salesperson, you're training your clients on the contract, you're Mm -hmm. explaining the contract, you're coaching them through the process, guiding them along. I do that now too, Mm -hmm. just in a different way. Um, One thing that I start my week out with every single week and I love it, it's my favorite thing to do, or one of my favorite things to do is I teach a new agent training. Um, and that very much feels like the same kind of training I did when I was selling, right? right. Walking them through the contract and here's best showing practices. And um, I, I love that. I love that part of it. And I still feel part of it. I go on caravans every week with my agents. I try to make sure I go to every single one of the listings we have listed. It's important for me to know what we've got um, in our you know, market. And then... They take me along to showings if I ask. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I get the itch and I say, can yeah. I come with you? Um, or even closings. I get to go to closings with them sometimes. So I still feel like I'm part of the process of helping you know clients find their perfect home or sell their house.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the biggest difference between biggest difference. being a salesperson and now a broker.
0: There's a lot of differences. (laughs) Um, I would say one of the biggest differences is I try to be in the office 30 to 35 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm there Monday through Friday. Um, I try to be there when my staff's there. So we have a support staff or agents, and they work 9 to 5. So I try to be there as much as I can the same times my staff's there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very different, right? Yeah. Than the salesperson who's, you know, in and out of the office. Maybe they pick a unique day off. I still answer my phone after hours. I mm-hmm. still work on the weekends, but my after hours and my weekends look a little different than those that are selling homes. Yeah.
1: And still not a part-time gig by any stretch.
0: Not even close.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, so, I mean, obviously, i got to believe now that you've been on both sides, you kind of probably have seen some other, you know, agents that you identify might be good leaders, might be good in, in the role that you're now in. Mm-hmm. So if you were to tell someone, if someone else is sitting here right now and and they were thinking about getting their broker's license, what are, like, the two or three tips or two or three traits that you would maybe see in someone making that transition from salesperson to broker?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The first one, and this is the broker that really helped me start this path, which she recommended, but know the contract, Mm. which you need to know the contract when you're representing clients, but I am looked at as the expert of the contract and i get questions when i'm driving or when i'm cooking dinner or you know just pass an agent in the hallway at the office and they say hey i've got a contract question and for the most part i know how to answer it mm-hmm. i it's funny i got a phone call the other night i was cooking dinner answered it you know i'm sauteing the chicken or whatever i was doing and they said hey where on um, where in the contract does it say whatever And I just kind of threw out a page number, like joking. (laughs) I was walking to my computer to open it up to find it. But I said, I think it's at the middle of page five. <laughs> and so the agent's like, okay, page five. You know, they totally believed me. They're going to look for it. And they go, well, here it is, but it's at the bottom of page five. And mm. I was like, wow, That's I'm enough. impressed that I knew. <laughs>
1: hey, you got the I page. knew that I, it was on page
0: five. Um, but the first thing is make sure you know that contract because mm. that is a big part of the role. It's a big part of the reason the offices have brokers, right? Yeah. To help guide you with that contract. Um, and then just take it all in and watch. I felt, or I feel, very fortunate that I became a broker as quickly as I did. But there is times where I wish I would have sat back and watched other brokers a little bit more, mm. right? Like, how do, how are they handling conversations? How mm. are they hosting their weekly meetings or right. interacting with their support staff? Um, I really like to learn by doing, but. Watch as much as you can and learn from those that have been successful mm-hmm. in the role. I love it. Um, and and you asked too, what are traits? I think just the willingness to help. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, you know, I get a lot of the same questions over and over again, and I try to hit on those answers or those common questions in meetings or trainings. But there's always somebody new getting into the business, yeah, and sure. so you just have to be okay with that, like repetitive of here. Let me walk you through your first contract again. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and also the contracts change, yeah. so reviewing them on a more regular bit because I'm sure just like every agent in Atlanta, you know, when that new contract comes out, there's a class, there's a course, and then we go through it, and you spend an hour or two, uh, but then of course six months goes by and it changes again, so yeah. um, so talk to us a little bit about, because obviously, you know, us as independent business owners, um, I think there's a big difference to um, You know, you have an HR component more or (laughs) less as well, Mm -hmm. um, in addition to marketing and recruiting and everything else. So, you know, I think when people hear broker, they just think compliance, they just think contracts, they just think maybe even just operations. But there's a lot of marketing, there's a lot of recruiting, there's a lot of personnel and HR and everything. So what were you, I guess, most, once you actually got into the role, let's just say the first 90 days, what were you like, hmm? I did not see, did not see that coming.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's such a great question. It, you know, the first 90 days, like any new job, right? Mm -hmm. The first 90 days, you're like, what did I do? Where am I? (laughs) Am I qualified? (laughs) What is happening? Um, I think honestly, I was surprised by the value of trust Mm -hmm. that, my agents had in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was really, really surprising to me, and I feel so fortunate for it. But the conversations that I've had, the relationships that I've made, that is not something I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was close with my broker when I was selling, but I've made some great relationships that are going to be lifelong. Yeah. and that's across the industry, and I think that's because because of this role and honestly because of my involvement in the um, association as Mm -hmm. well but truly some lifelong friends that I've made with this position but um, I do love the marketing piece of it and I really actually love the recruiting piece of it too. I think that goes back to my days of being in the sorority and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know for four (laughs) years welcoming people to join um, the sorority but the the marketing part of it's really fun. I like to sit down with our graphic designer and draw out stuff. And I feel like that might be a little unique to um, me, but I think it's a lot of fun and it kind of keeps me on my toes and I'm big on social media. So I like encouraging my agents to also be big on social media. Um, So it's great. It's a really fun job. (laughs) Well, that
1: was like the perfect segue. And by the way, folks, there are no notes here. There's no (laughs) cues or anything. She literally just said involvement in the association. So I have to ask, talk to us a little bit about the last six years with your involvement with the association, the different uh, roles that you've held, but also Mm -hmm. what you've gained from the association.
0: I've held so many roles in just six (laughs) years. It's crazy. Um, So of course, when you join the association, you have to go sit through orientation and learn about the association and everything it offers. And I when i first went to orientation thought i'm gonna give this some time everything they're talking about sounds great i know i should get involved i know i should join but i'm gonna give it a little time um my broker at the time was the president of the association so i did not give have that opportunity mm-hmm. to um take the time you know let's wait a year because she was like nope you're coming along <laughs> with me my first event was this spring um fundraiser and that's just kind of what set me up for everything else um since then I've done many things but I chaired um orientation a couple years ago I've sat on quite a few committees last year was the YPN chair and Matt was my co-chair which was so much fun um and let's see right now I'm chair of broker broker council and I've sat on the board of directors for feels like five years but I know it hasn't been five years maybe four three and a half something like that but I've gained I've gained some great friends Mm -hmm. through this but also with being a broker that's been huge because part of my job too is if we're having a transaction with another brokerage and something's kind of going sideways or I have to get involved to be able to make that phone call to somebody I already know. I already have their phone number in my phone. (laughs) Maybe we were together the week prior at a meeting just makes that conversation so much easier. And that's another reason I tell agents to get involved in the association, right? Because you never know who's going to be on the other side of the transaction. I heard a stat the other day that, you know, 98% of the business we do is with another realtor. Mm -hmm. So they need to be on your side and getting to know them and having that um, personal relationship already established, or at least a name and a face already established, that helps the transaction be so much smoother.
1: Well, and not just that, but with super tight inventory, at least here in April of 2022, <laughs> our relationships as salespeople, right? Yeah. And, and to your point about getting engaged, not just with the association, but building relations. For me, before I even got into this business, I was like, you're my competition. Yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> you down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I see the collaboration you know, more as, as a value to me But also now to my clients as well, right? Um, And so whether it's off-market property or, you know, there's just a myriad, I feel like, of, of, to your point, building that relationship, having those types of relationships that you can actually then leverage for your business, your brand, your clients, and everything else. So I love the fact that you mentioned that. So. What do you think, um, especially now as a broker? I mean, you mentioned one of the one of the points there as far as being able to have these relationships and and have conversations and and handle deals uh, mm-hmm. when they do go sideways. <laughs> but um, is there anything that you feel like um, our association members don't know about the association, or 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 that they even? I mean, most people just see the check as it goes right. out the door. They don't really understand the true value of what we do here. So outside of the committees, outside of being engaged daily, weekly, monthly, you know, within a committee or whatever, how how can other people get involved in the association, do you think?
0: I think just staying aware of what is going on, right, and then being a part of the association and joining whatever event it might be that sparks your interest. Mm-hmm. I feel like the association does a great job of hitting a lot of different personality types and i um, just different wants and needs right so by joining the association you get your contracts mm-hmm. which yeah. we can't do what we do without those um but then there's trainings on the contracts like you talked about earlier or CE credits so those that just want to use the association to get their credits that's great use that those that want to mingle and meet other realtors come to the fundraiser um, and then our top producer gala—that's an amazing event every year that we get to celebrate the success of our realtors. Um, so that's another good place. So I feel like it just kind of hits—you know—every little. Personality type that you're looking for, um and then just meeting everybody is my favorite part of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that's a big part of it though. The mm-hmm. social aspect is, you know, outside of open houses, caravans, yeah. there's not really another opportunity for us to get face to face except through an association like this. Right. Um,
0: we wouldn't have met. That's
1: true. <laughs> that's <laughs> very true. Um okay, so now that you've been a salesperson, you've been a broker, you've helped mm-hmm. train new agents. Um, you've seen probably great success and great failure, right? And everywhere <laughs> in between. So talk to us about like the first 30, 60, 90, even six months mm-hmm. of getting from the day that you get your license to the first six months. What should every agent be doing? What, as a new realtor, what do you feel like most, most miss?
0: I don't know if it's a most missed or not seeking the appropriate opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and, I chuckled when you said like great failure. It's not even failure, it's just did did the launch really happen. Right. Um, so yes, I I love new agents, talked about the training that I like to do earlier. Um and I I love meeting those that are thinking about getting into real estate and really figuring out what are their goals and how you know, do they have a life goal that mm-hmm. is the reason they need to make money or do they Like looking at pretty homes, I hear a lot of those, which it is that. But then you also see some homes that aren't so pretty. Um, But like, what's your motivation behind becoming a realtor? Mm -hmm. And then how successful do you truly want to be? And do you understand what it takes? So I always tell new agents, those that I see in my office that are the most successful or that are, you know, throughout the industry that are successful, they show up. Right. They're doing mm-hmm. the things, they're doing the trainings. If they have an office, they're coming into the office, they're going to meetings. They are growing themselves mentally um, and professionally. So I think that's really important. We have to take our CE classes majority of the top performers though they might be a little too busy to do their c classes they're doing more than what's required of them because they want to keep up with their trade and i think that's super important especially for new agents and then find a couple people that are doing it well and learn from them so ask if you can shadow them ask them questions ask them how they became successful because there's so many people that have been successful in this business for many different reasons and ways, through different ways. Um so take a little bit of what other people have done and then make it what you want it to be and be yourself. I think that's the most important thing. Just yep. be yourself, be comfortable. Though it might be a little nerve wracking in the beginning, just listen to what everybody else is saying worked and then make it your own.
1: That's good advice. Yeah. And I like being around new agents. I mean, I still consider myself a new agent. (laughs) You're not, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially when they come from, I mean, I feel like there's two groups, right? They come from an entrepreneurial background that Mm -hmm. they might've had their own business in the past and real estate appeals to them for a lot of the same reasons they were an entrepreneur or they come from maybe a, a normal nine to five job or something, right? Where they've never run a business before. So two totally different groups of people, but that's good advice for both because I feel like there's a lot of um, other media out there, let's just say, (laughs) that uh, glamorizes what realtors and what real estate is all about, but it's not always true. <laughs> and right. like you said, there's some houses that are not so pretty <laughs> that you go look at,
0: but right. I love that
1: advice. And I think that's, that's really good for, for everyone to honestly take away because things are constantly changing, whether it's our contracts, Mark, how you approach marketing, mm-hmm. um, even to, to your point about the continuing education, the ones, the really, really high performers are the ones that I feel like aren't just barely skating by. They're doing five, 10, 15 hours, every single you know month yes. or or year just to try to get even more skills um mm-hmm. and, and tools in their tool belt so i love that um cool so in closing here let's talk a little bit about um even someone that hasn't gotten their license like they're they're thinking about it maybe they've just gotten it somewhere in there they're they're you know about to make a decision on who they're going to partner with who they're going to take their business to um, two questions. The first is what should they be looking for? What questions should they be asking? Because I think a lot of people think it is just like a job interview, but <laughs> it's it's a two-way street, it right? Absolutely it's, a, is. it's a mutual yep. relationship. It is. Yep. Um, so what questions should be, people be asking, but also what should they be looking for? And regardless of brand, regardless of philosophy, business model, whatever, Right. what, what are the two things you feel like most people should be looking at asking questions around? Um, cause everyone's different and you know, mm-hmm. not every model's for everyone, no. but, uh, talk to us a little bit about, especially as a newer Asian, or if, if someone's even thinking about getting their,
0: right. their real estate license. Right. Well, I would even back up to kind of thinking about real estate, interested in it. I hear a lot of people, you know, whether it's friends or just acquaintances that say, oh, I've always wanted to get into real estate. I've always thought that would be fun when you're ready to do it, do some research, right? Mm-hmm. So listen to a podcast or read read a book about real estate, Um, maybe stop by some open houses and see what's going on. Just kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I hear a lot of people wanting to get into real estate because it's a flexible schedule and um, you're your own boss, which (laughs) both are true to an extent, right? Um, Your boss is actually your clients and your clients help make your schedule. (laughs) Um, So you can set boundaries, and that's super important in this industry to have boundaries, so that's something I preach to my agents all the time. But just kind of know what you're getting yourself into, do some little research up front. As far as then what happens, finding a broker, um, affiliating your license with whoever, I would say just you need to feel comfortable where you are. That's a piece of advice that I received early on. Was you need to feel comfortable with whoever you would go to for questions, mm. whether that's the broker, whether that's a mentor, or i um, some you know platforms have a coach. Whatever, whoever is your question person, ask them, meet them. If you're mm-hmm. not meeting them, you need to feel comfortable with them because. Every transaction is different, mm-hmm. and a lot of your transactions are smooth and easy. But then there's quite a few that have some, you know, hiccups or roadblocks, or maybe just your clients requesting something that you haven't dealt with yet, and you need to have that go-to person that you feel comfortable with. And then of course, brand new agent, look for training. If the brokerage that you're talking to doesn't offer training, but you like everything else, ask them where you're gonna get training. Mm-hmm. Um, and making make sure you feel good about that, too. So training and being comfortable with the broker. Um, and then I personally think, too, whatever brand you're affiliating yourself with, you need to feel comfortable with that brand, right? Because you introduce yourself, you introduce yourself as a realtor, and most of the time the next question is, well, who are you affiliated with? Mm-hmm. And you've got to feel good about what you're saying there and proud of that. Um, and that's something that I truly believe in.
1: For sure. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for the time today. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge and wisdom (laughs) of the last six years and congratulations again. Um, And thank you for listening to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown.
0: Thanks for having me on, Matt. You got it. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.